I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and you're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. I'm joined by Mary Connor, Director, Retail Banking Strategic Engagements and Global Sales Enablement for Finastra. What we're talking about is the journey to financial empowerment, a piece of research that Finastra recently commissioned, talking to people across five continents about how they'd like their banks to engage with them. What's wrong with what the banks are doing now, Mary, and what should they be doing? This was a first-of-its-kind ethnographic uh, study, and probably some of the thinking in it was things that really resonated certainly with me, and I know other people who have uh, read it, is that what banks are not doing is they're not understanding the mindset of their audience, and their audience being the consumer in the marketplace. So what we try to do by way of this study is get inside their heads and understand their emotional feelings towards their bank. And we did this by means of, it's like mapping of their mindsets, get them to represent what their hopes and aspirations were in terms of objects. Yeah. So because a lot of them were saying, I don't understand my bank. I don't understand what they're offering me. And so I now try and keep away from them. And Though the, I mean, the audience was in the 20 to 60 group, primarily across, broadly speaking, the feelings were the same, that they don't understand me, I don't understand their language. And of course, these are barriers then for the bank, because it prevents them from adopting new products and services. Well, it's not not just that it prevents them from adopting new products and services, they have got to change their mindset. Because what you've just described to me is a classic case of a bank being product-centric, not customer-centric. Exactly, exactly. And that's what we see, particularly across the board with traditional banks. So, or in our language of our own go-to-market established banks, banks that have been around for quite a number of years, they've operated in the same way. They haven't really changed how they operate since the advent of the internet. So they're still talking the same language and offering, you know, it's a very binary experience. Let's put it like that. Then you go over to the other side, to the digital banks, and they are completely getting the fact that it needs to be a more personalized, customer-centric experience and that they need to enable their consumers more. And that's a quite a demarcation line between traditional and digital banks. Surely now is the time for a traditional financial institution to be moving in that direction as well. Absolutely. And I would say they have been a little bit remiss, if I might say, in actually playing catch up in that respect. The technologies have been there for a while. The positive side of COVID in terms of digitalization is that it has forced their hand. Banks realize with remote working, with home working, that they cannot continue in the way that they have. And in many markets, because I encounter banks globally, and there is regional differentiations, there's no doubt uh, about that, but the digital capabilities and when you know what goes on behind the scenes is actually quite shocking. Now COVID has arrived, banks are exposed, they realised that they need to do something. In some cases, they they only have barely have a, an in, you know an internet site. I mean, that's quite shocking in today's world. You talked earlier about 
customers' views of banks, and I'm afraid two words sprang into my mind, and the two words were necessary evil. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, what the survey showed was that a lot of people just saw certainly the traditional banks as a place to place their money, you know, and they didn't really want to engage with them because they felt they didn't understand them. I actually can relate to that. Um, and I think this is probably quite critical of, of traditional banks generally, is that the quality of service, if you went in for an over-the-counter service, has deteriorated over the over the years. Yeah. So it's not it's no surprise that people want to keep away because they're not adding that any value to the customer experience. And then you contrast and compare that with the what the digital banks are doing. And and they are giving a more engaging experience. But there are going to be a lot of people out there who are still turned off by the idea of engaging with the bank. It doesn't matter whether that's face-to-face, in person, or face-to-face on Zoom, or just engaging with a a more attractive presence on the internet. Are these perception issues hobbling the evolution of banking services? I don't think they are in itself hobbling it. I think that the the banks and let's just talk about the established banks that they need to reevaluate how they present themselves what is their shop window look how can it be more magnetic how can it be simpler yeah i i bank with one of the the biggest banks in the world and you know i'm massively disappointed with their internet and mobile capabilities yeah and there's no excuse for it all the technology is there. And the other bit that seems to be missing from, the, from that experience is the contextualization. In other words, they have all the data, they can mine the data, and they can tailor it to the different stages in people's lives. Yeah. So at my stage in life, to be offering me a mortgage is not so relevant, or somebody in the office said they should be offering you a hip replacement, but and that's another story. But you know, they have all the data there in their within their organization that they actually can tailor it to the persona or to the customer base that they have, and they don't do that, and they overcomplicate it way too much text, you know, and offers on the one landing page that you're totally confused by. What is it exactly that they are offering? Well, this is perhaps what I was trying to get at. Is It's all very well if we get a traditional institution to wake up to the fact that it needs to go digital. Yes, it goes digital. And then it has the opportunity of creating useful, and I stress that word, useful new products and services. But it's still got to communicate that to customers who may be viewing the institution with some suspicion. So they have really, they do have a challenge because they have an image challenge, which they will have to change. So they have the image challenge, then they have the shop window challenge, and then they have the user journey, the, you know, the journey through whether I am bored or whether I'm making payments or whatever, they have to do that. And then they have the contextual experience where the narrative that is presented to the end user consumer needs to be fit for purpose. And they need to address all of those areas to become more relevant again. What's the one thing? There's always one thing. What's the one thing that comes out of the survey that leapt out at you and said, this has got to change? I think for me, overcomplication 
and uh, simplification. That's what needs to happen. You know, a simpler presentation of what's on offer as relates in the language of the end consumer. That's for me yeah. what came out. A- absolutely. I'm not a financial expert. I, I work and I earn money. The financial institution should be the financial expert and talk to me in my language. Exactly. And there's three words in the survey that uh, actually vindicates this. And it's knowledge, control and freedom. Right. So the what the study has said across the board, and like I said, there are some regional variations because, you know, in Africa, for example, they're far more digitally savvy because they've had to be because the communication links haven't been there. So they do everything on their mobile. But by and large, what people were saying was, I don't feel I have the knowledge because they overcomplicate the messaging. And I don't have the knowledge, then I I don't feel in control. And if I don't feel in control, I, I don't have the freedom. Whereas I want to do things my way within my limits. That's what came out. Mary Connor of Finastra, thank you very much indeed.